do you know how many people are like, oh, you're doing American Horror Story? I fucking love American Horror Story. I'm like, really? Like, season one? And they're like, my favorite season is season one Murder House. And I'm like, is it? Is it really? I'm like, well, maybe you shouldn't listen. There comes a time in every superfan's life that he will find himself with no choice but to capture the hosts of his favorite podcast. <laughs> it's only natural, a natural law even. To this end, I have sought out the hosts of the Nameless Dead. Yes, you know the ones, Karina, Emily, and Katie. And I have them now trapped within the confines of my reasonably priced above-ground pool. And there I will show them footage from a crime most strange and diabolical, a series of crimes that I have deep personal knowledge of, shall we say. <laughs> will they put the pieces together in time? Can they pierce the exquisite conundrum that I have laid before them like a plate of sardines? Only time will tell. But what they don't know is that time is running out. Tell us about the aliens. Are they? I, I Why? feel like they've said all they're gonna say. But like, you can't have aliens and this weird asylum religious plot. They gave and a serial killer. Two babies. So the criticism I've heard of this season is it would have been a really great season without the aliens, uh. or just all with aliens, one or the other. Okay. I don't think I would have liked it as all of aliens. So that just tells me that they're never going to explain I don't think why they're aliens. There's Once, one more episode? We don't know? I think there's yet another season which we don't get any fucking answers. Yeah. This plot is just dragging on for no reason. It's crawling. I've heard that. It's like Lord of the Rings where it's got eight different endings. Like, mm. nobody asked for this. I've heard a criticism of Ryan Murphy that he tries to tackle too many plot lines. That seems to be checking out. Well, and also, like, a fucking lack of taste. And I think we see that on every level, especially with, I mean, especially yeah. with what? Especially with the sexism, especially with the racism, especially with the lack of being able to focus in your own plot lines. Yeah. The lack of concrete endings. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, where do we want to start? We need some help with this because it's just a fucking mess. Kit's in a thruple. Thruple! Oh, thruple! Oh, yes! <laughs> they look so happy! Yeah, they do! Kit's it seems to be going well until it's not. Okay, I hate this show again. <sighs> Can they just not be happy? It seemed Plastons to be going well until Alma murdered Grace with an axe. Well, I mean, we do have do. to talk about Grace sketching the aliens nonstop. She's fixated. In the last few weeks, everything she draws is aliens and the abduction. She's obsessed. It's all she ever talks about. Something you never talk about at all. Let's all go to therapy together. Yeah. We're separately. Saying it's for the kids, Alma saying she yeah. needs help, she needs help, she needs help, because until yeah. it becomes clear that Alma's the one who needs help. Because basically, Grace believes aliens are going to come for the children. For Grace, 
she was dead. She had been murdered, and they she brought her saved. back to life and gave her a baby. Whereas with Alma, she was living a beautiful, like peaceful yeah. life. And then she got abducted for however many years. She comes back down. She has a baby, and her husband has another wife mm-hmm. with another baby. With another baby born at the same time as her baby. It was the worst thing that ever happened to me, and you act like it was a religious experience because it was. Alma, they brought me back to life. They gave us these amazing children. How can you not be grateful? Grateful. They snatched me from this house, stripped me down, threw me on a metal slab, and stuck metal probes inside of me. I understand the complication. Uh Again, if everyone could have just gotten some therapy, I think this could have ended better than it ended up. Right. Some therapy and some timeline checking, just to make sure. Kit goes out to check on Grace. Grace is sketching in the middle of the night, says Mm -hmm. she can't sleep because she is kind of obsessed with the aliens. They're well, having spent too long asleep in the asylum. They're having a really nice interpersonal conversation, and then out of nowhere, Alma with the axe. Alma axes her in the back multiple times. We have to. Which open like? It. Whoa! Whoa! Oh my god! Oh God! Ah. The bones crackle. It's sad. Ah. And Kit still in his tidy ways with his little bird legs. After giving Grace all the shit about being an axe murderer herself, <laughs> could she not have chosen another murder weapon? <laughs> She's what she had. She handy. had so many options, but no, had to be an axe. So it seems like they turned Alma in because she's at Briarcliff. And we flash to Sister Jude. Who is now called Betty. Because she reportedly died. Quote, died. The Monsignor has been promoted to Cardinal of New York. You're leaving Briarcliff? Good. Good riddance. Why did he bring his suitcase into the common room? But you're not leaving the church. And promises Sister Jude that he's going to get her out and the suffering will end. Yeah, but he's full of shit. We all know he's full of shit. And even Piper says... did that even happen? Because that's from Jude's point of view. So maybe that didn't even happen. She is not reliable. Even at the time, she doesn't believe him, though. And then Pepper doesn't believe him. I hope the Monsignor is true to his promise and acts quickly. No, you can't put stock into his promises, too. You're being too harsh. Like, I saw what something about me? in his eyes. Uh, yeah. There's nothing there. And we see Alma in the common room. Flash to two years later, apparently. And she's having a conversation with the sister in charge of the asylum now. Her. Well, or just doctor. A sister, right? She's a civilian. Yeah, she's a civilian. Crumb. Right, it's state's control. The church doesn't own it anymore. She tells Sister Jude that... It's been two years since the Monsignor was promoted to Cardinal, and he hasn't called, and also that Pepper has passed away. Yes, Pepper. She was there. Pepper. Pepper. Yeah. Pepper's dead. Pepper's dead. Mm. The pinhead. She's a friend of mine. Oh, yes, that poor microcephalic creature. You were very upset when she passed. Sister Jude doesn't remember any of this. Sister Jude thinks it was just this past Monday. Apparently, Sister Jude has had a series of roommates, all of whom she believed were the Angel of Death. Oh, yes. Angel of Death roommate. And tries to kill them all. 
no. I mean, all right, maybe she doesn't need a roommate. Like, same. Angel of Death with a Boston accent. Oh. They're grunge, vampires. grunge, Death Angel Moira. Oh, that's oh, her, right? Yeah. I thought it was like a Japanese boy band. Wait, is that her? Yeah. Yeah, it's that's her. her for sure. And she. What are you doing here? Dude recognizes her. Me and my girls just got transferred in from Gaudi. I didn't call for you. Well, I need an appointment to see your highness. So was she a real Royalty. person? Queen she B. Just was like dressed up like an angel coming in here. You don't She's yeah, dressed like an inmate. So do you believe she comes in when the state takes over right. as this like thug who wants to take over the asylum and wants to show everyone how it goes? Mm-hmm. And she believes that she's her new roommate, whereas she didn't have a roommate before. The doctor now in charge says that no. We only have roommates. You are in solitary. Do you want to go back to solitary? Mm -hmm. Good God. Cut to Lana's book signing. Of the book Maniac. One woman's true story or something like that. I've been asked to do a small reading before the signing. So here goes. She's at a book reading, and it becomes obvious that she exaggerated some parts, including threads and bringing her a toy. That's bullshit. That never happened. You told me that that's what you were going to do. And she hallucinates threads and standing up and calling her out on it in the middle of the book signing. And then Wendy, Wendy, Wendy also she didn't include her in the story. Oh, yeah, God. Wendy saying she was just the platonic roommate. And apparently, in real life, she just kind of pauses, and everyone has sympathy for her trauma. Uh-huh. She's processing it. And then Kit shows up at the signing, and is he like, wasn't in the audience. In the audience was only white women, <laughs> like six of them, and asked her out for some coffee. And so yeah. she apparently just left in the middle of signing. Yeah, skipped out on the last 12 Oh, and she was signings. shitty to her assistant. I feel like that's oh, important. She, yeah, she was who, shitty. And her assistant was one of her friends from... It was the redhead who was at Wendy's house on the day before Halloween. Uh-huh. So they go out for coffee, and Kit kind of calls her out on not shutting down Briarcliff well, and reporting Well, and all she can talk thing. about is her, like, TV success and how they're making a movie uh-huh. out of it, and so-and-so's gonna play her, and... Just sold the film rights to Hollywood. Can you believe it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What do you think of Tuesday Weld as me? <laughs> yeah, the girl can dream, right? Yeah. Should be a great. How did she do on XYZ? And he's like, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. He's like, actually, I don't. Did you realize that my life has gone to shit? And, and she's he... like, oh, yeah, I heard about Grace. And he tells her that Ama is now in Briarcliff. He tells her Jude is alive, and she's like, no, I mm-hmm. saw the death certificate. That I don't can't believe be that. Like, they lied to you. And then he, he was like, what are you going to do about it? And she's like, it's not realistic. There's nothing yeah. I can do about it. You were going to be a reporter, not a cheap celebrity. Uh-huh. And her assistant comes and is like, you still got books? A dozen more books to sign. I'm sorry, but there's a dozen more people waiting to get their books signed. She's like she left, slept in the, in the middle of the signing. Yeah. Not like hey, can I meet you after? Right. I thought. I assumed. Not even that many. Just send them into the coffee shop, please. Mm. What happened? Then? So then we see 
Kit leaving the coffee shop, and then it, like, cuts to present day parking yes. lot. And Johnny, Johnny a.k.a. Goes ben, into the bookshop and accosts the bookshop owner for her signed copy of Maniac mm-hmm. because... Which apparently is not for sale, but the internet told him they had a copy. It's not for sale because it was the book that inspired the bookseller's mother to leave her abusive father. Mm-hmm. But he's there to claim it, nonetheless. He says that it's his destiny. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go and meet his mother, and he's going to pull his... I want to say nine caliber. I don't even know if that's real. Sure, name. let's go with nine caliber. Yeah. On her. And it's clearly, like, secondhand threatening the bookseller, and she's just like, okay, cool, dude, and slides the book to him. Yeah. So the implication seems to be that Lana thinks that baby died. Well, she wrote that he died. Yeah, but... Uh, but we know the book's full of lies. The book is, yes, very but full he, of lies. But he says that he's never met his mother. So I'm thinking she gave him up for adoption, and she's just, like, writing him off as whatever, a normal kid that she's never going to see again. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. In the book, he's dead, but in real life, he's seeking uh, a fucking killer. psychopath. It doesn't really work that way. You just inherit all of the problems mm. of your parents, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it works. Yeah, genetics, you know? This show is really big on genetics. It well, and, like, is. you are born with the same trauma that your parents had, which it doesn't happen. So on a mm. cellular extent, level, it, yes. like, oddly does, but not... But not, like... It doesn't that, manifest so the way that this show seems to think yeah. Right, it it's does. not like my father had mommy issues, so I'm born... Some fucking problems with this show. The Nameless Dead would like to thank me, Matt Hardy, for trapping the hosts in his pool. <laughs> and to our producer, Derek Adams. If you liked this little experiment, tell your friends, follow The Nameless Dead on your favorite podcasting app, and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash namelessdeadpodcast. And until then... Happy Halloween. Where's the secret bathroom? Oh, it's up here, but I'm drying pompous grass in it. I don't even know what that what means. What is pompous grass? Does so it tell I, you shitty things? No, I'll find my dirty grass. To look.